Imagine knowing exactly what your students are learning and exactly which steps you need to take next. Join us in Down With The Reading Quiz to craft meaningful and productive formative assessments that move away from gotcha moments of basic recall and toward assessing what your students actually can do. In this 30-minute free masterclass, we'll share three powerful assessment keys that work for any novel at any time of the year. Head to shop.bravenewteaching.com slash masterclass to sign up, and we'll also send you a free workbook to keep track of all your notes. Once again, that's shop.bravenewteaching.com slash masterclass to nail formative assessments forever. Hey, Amanda. Hey, Marie. What are you up to later? Want to join me for happy hour? I'm all in. And guess what's amazing? Our listeners and friends of the podcast can also join us because Brave New Teaching Happy Hour has officially launched. Cheers. Cheers, everyone. We are officially hanging out a little bit longer after school with an extended extra private podcast feed just for you. Yes. Members of Happy Hour get extra 15 minutes of the podcast, give or take, because you know us, we run a little bit long. It's just kind of how we are. But if you would like to get in on this Happy Hour action, please join us. It is only $5 a month. Head to curriculumrehab.com slash happy hour and get yourself signed up because when you're there, Amanda, tell our friends what we do every month for our Happy Hour members. I think my favorite part is coming up with a new free resource for our listeners every month. And then we pretty much break down that resource and how to use it. We also like to have guests on to do extended episodes and even Q&A that's just for you about that resource. It's really exclusive and super private just for you. So if you are like us and you like hanging out, you like chit-chatting about all things that are teaching, teacher life, and everything under that umbrella, join us for happy hour and we will see you there. Bye. Bye. Well, hello and welcome back to Brave New Teaching. Friends, we are still in our countdown to 100 episodes and we are pumped. Aren't we, we Amanda? We're getting so close. We are. We are pumped. We are making our lists of 20 favorite somethings. And we have our 20 favorite teacher businesses, teacherpreneurs, if you will, today. And so we're just going to go on a whole little like bird walk about business and teachers and teacher businesses and how each of us became business people and teachers because it's a strange thing when you think about it. It is strange because I think teachers get into teaching really focused on teaching. Right. I can remember like my childhood, my dad encouraging me to go into business and saying, I don't want to be some stuffy old lamer just telling people things that they already know and being a sleazy, salesy, bloody blah. I had such a, I had such an anti business, <laughs> but I think it was partially like being a teenager. Like I didn't want to well, do anything my parents thought was Yeah, cool. no, you were just crotchety. Yeah. I was. And now it's like, oh, joke's on you. I also said, I don't need to learn Spanish. I'm going to be an <laughs> English teacher. That is the dumbest thing, like to my Spanish teacher in high school. And like, right, fast forward, yeah, to my life now, which is 50-50. Like, oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. So I said a lot of dumb things in high school is the moral story. I mean, and we all do. I feel like it's a rite of passage just like – the level of dumb things you say at each season of life is, mm-hmm. <laughs> just depends on where you're at and the type of dumb things that we say, right? So many of them. And I, and I really, I think today's episode, when Marie and I were talking before we got here, is we want to, first of all, like highlight the work of some really incredible teacher authors, teacher businesses, because they deserve the shout out. They deserve to be heard about. If you've never heard about these people, we want to bring them into your circle. We want to show you what they do. Um, But we also want to take a little bit of time before we get there to give you permission to explore your life outside of teaching, which is kind of, you know, how Marie and I got started. And we'll share that story with you as well. Yeah, we, I mean, we've shared our like brave new teaching origin story a few times on here of just like how the two of us met, how we even started Brave New Teaching and like became friends and it kind of all happened all at the same time. But today we wanted to kind of talk about how that happenstance was even able to occur and how each of us love our jobs. We love being teachers 
And it's also not everything. Like Mm -hmm. it's not all the things. It doesn't have to be all the things. You can look outside of teaching for things to fulfill you in different sorts of ways. And so we're excited to talk about that today because teaching any educational job, but especially classroom teaching, I find you can feel very trapped and very stuck. And so we want to just talk about like exploring other things. Because I know a lot of teachers are having these thoughts about, you know, if you're in the stage of your career, similar to Marie and I, if you're a mid-career teacher, you might be thinking like, am I here for the long haul? Am I going to try something else? Do I want to stick it out, but try a side hustle? What what am I going to do? And I think this time of year is a great time to let that train of thought go a little bit wild. And we want to show you that a side hustle in the teacher business world doesn't have to be TPT. Like you don't have to sell resources. There are so many amazing things that teachers are doing that are not that. (laughs) And we have some of those to share with you today and um, to support you. And I think you're going to be pretty excited by the end of this episode with, you know, other things that your life could do. Just thoughts, possibilities, places for balance. And uh, let's cue the music. You're listening to Brave New Teaching, and we are so much more than a podcast. We give teachers the inspiration, support, and tools to challenge the status quo. I'm Amanda, and I'm a former English teacher from Illinois. And I'm Marie, and I'm a teacher from Southern California. Join us at bravenewteaching.com to find out more about our courses, festivals, and get every episode's show notes. We're so glad you're here. Enjoy the show. All right, friends. So there's something that Amanda said right before we went to the intro music. She was talking about TPT. She was talking about other side hustles. She was talking about things outside of of a classroom that are still kind of maybe teaching related, maybe they're not, but businessy nonetheless. And it made me think of this idea of hustle culture that we have. And I'm not going to deep dive into it too much, but I just want to make a note because as I start to give my like origin story of becoming like a, a teacher business owner, because um, I am a teacher business owner, like I, I own businesses that are for teachers. First and foremost, that's like who my products are for. I got really caught up in the idea that hustle, 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 you just got to keep going, just got to keep going, and then it'll get easier. It was just the same sort of a rabbit hole I fell down when I first started teaching. Just go, 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 figure it out, figure it out. And then once you do, everything will be easy. And so I I wanted to like kind of start there with this little remark that like, life is not a thing that you just figure it out and then it's all balanced, right? And I think it's really easy to say, well, yeah, of course it's not. Like, like it's it's an easy thing to acknowledge, but then to really understand and experience that balance ebbs and flows in our lives, personal lives, work lives, what other, other I don't know, other, other types of life, sport, sport life. I don't know <laughs> what the other parts are, but like that balance will always ebb and flow. It will always be slightly off kilter because there is no real true happy medium and it's constant work to keep it there, right? There's no coasting through. So as we start talking about business, yes, we are busy people. And so are the business owners that we are going to be talking about today. They're busy people. Their work fulfills them in certain ways. And there's pieces of our work that fulfill us in ways that we were looking for. Hence, we started our businesses. But it's never just kick back and relax for months and months at a time because everything's on autopilot. That's just not how it works. And that's also not how we work. Right. Uh, We keep having to remind ourselves of that. A hundred percent. Yes. Right. Because the dream is that things eventually go to autopilot. It's just not, it's just not true. Like certain things can be automated within the business world. Sure. Just like you can automate things in your classroom. Exactly. It doesn't mean you're, you kick back and you're on vacay, just, you know, do whatever you want. Like even, even I think about, curriculum. I, you know, I'm teaching the same novel for the sixth time. Do I copy and paste my lesson plans exactly from the year before? I sure wish I could. Yeah. But I also hope you don't because those are different kids. Like they're right. It's a whole matter of just being engaged with what you're doing and taking pride in what you're doing in the classroom. And then also like in business, when I disengage getting back into it, I'm like, what happened? <laughs> and that's, and that's the thing because in business, you know, your students are teachers who are co- the life has continued, the year has continued, right. and being in touch with what teachers 
need from you in your zone of genius, we can't just kick back because then we're out of touch with what that is. Yep, absolutely. So I do want to start before we start getting into like other teacher businesses, which, and we have a whole list of 20 and that is not even all of the teacher business owners that we know. We tried to pull in, we have some of our friends, some familiar uh, stories and names that you've heard before. We have a few that we want to make sure we really highlight because you may not have heard of them. Mm-hmm. And they, some are on Teachers Pay Teachers, some are not on Teachers Pay Teachers. But Amanda, your journey started with Teachers Pay Teachers. So let's hear a little bit about that. Okay, so actually... I know, I realized I was wrong as I said it. No, 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 you are right. No, no, the business side, it did. It did, but it didn't. I didn't really start taking TPT seriously for a little while. When I found TPT, I thought, oh, cool, I can throw some worksheets on this site and make, you know, money. Um, and I think that is how a lot of, like, the perception of TPT, well, at least it, that was, like, back in, like, 20 probably like 2014, maybe. Um, I remember my good friend, now good friend, Tracy Orman had these amazing Hunger Games lessons on there. I remember buying Tracy's Hunger Games unit and she mailed it to me on a CD-ROM. Isn't that insane? Oh my gosh. But I was like, wow. Because when I got it and I put it in my computer, (laughs) this is not that long ago, people. I know. Um, I was like, wow, look at this. This is so cool because it was such a new book at the time. Yeah. There was nothing on the internet about it. I was a relatively new teacher. I had no experience in lesson planning for dystopia. Like, who's done that before? And um, <laughs> it was so awesome. I think I paid $12 or something for it plus shipping because that's hilarious. But it was just like such a gift to myself. I thought this is kind of cool. And I started playing. And then um, what really launched my interest in TPT was this little tiny app called Periscope. Do you remember Periscope? Yeah, I was never on it. You've talked about it. You and I have talked about it. I knew of it. I was never but you also have to remember that in 2014, I had a one year old. Yeah. I was, I had a one-year-old and I was teaching drama. I was running my theater department at my school. So I was in it. I, and I was not there yet. I was engaged and living with my fiance and we were just so weird to think of it in that way. Like, wow. Um, But we, you know, it was, and I was at like a stage of my teaching career where I had, oof, and like, I don't say this to be cocky, but I had kind of tapped out like yeah. in terms of talent like there 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 didn't feel like there were a lot of places for me to go within my own school for improvement so periscope for whatever kind of like came in at the same time i started watching teachers for those of you who don't know it's like tiktok before tiktok it was yeah. it was live though they were live videos and people and did talk. they disappear in 24 hours yes yeah, like so it's like TikTok and Instagram stories combined had yes. a baby and it was live before either one of those were even a thing. Right. It was pretty pretty crazy. Um but there were a lot of teachers that got on there and I was learning so much. I was following all these people, my friend Jess, the whimsical teacher, I met my friend Oh yeah. on there. I met a lot of really cool people. And like, that's how I ended up at the TPT conference. So that's kind of where my journey started. But I would say that like, before I hand over the torch, I think what really, for me, TPT was a place that I went because I felt fed by the community. First of all, I felt like being surrounded by teachers who love to create was exactly what I was missing in my actual classroom teaching life. So I consider myself a creator, um, not like a TikTok creator. That's a whole nother <laughs> world. But like in the that's teaching world, my- next week's episode, everybody. That's yes. we're going to talk about that oh in God. episode ninety nine. Oh, but my, my favorite thing to do is to like to sit down and design lessons. And if you've listened to the podcast, I think you figured that out by now. Right. Um, but that's I also don't think I realized that that's just not everyone else's forte. Like some teachers just love. The, the management piece, or they love the um, building relationships piece. Like I love all the parts, but like my favorite thing to do was think about all that as I was designing something. And so that love led me down the path of TPT because I wanted to create for other teachers who didn't have the time or energy to do the creating part of the job. That's so cool. So what about you? How did you start your YouTube channel and all that biz? Oh, I haven't told you this story? I don't think so. Uh, maybe. I don't know. So, okay. In 2018, 
I'm thinking, doing math. It's 2022, <laughs> 2018. Uh, it was like 2017. I got onto Instagram. I discovered like teacher Instagram, right? And so I had like a personal Instagram. And then I, I don't even remember. I like stumbled upon it somehow. It's like they improved the algorithm to the point where somehow my personal Instagram account was being fed like suggestions of teachers. And I went, oh my God, that's so smart. Like I like, I never in my life had thought like, oh, you know what I should do is get on the internet and talk <laughs> about what I do in a room with a bunch of kids who aren't mine. Like <laughs> just, it just never like occurred to me that that would be a thing that we would do. And then once I found, I think one of the first teachers that I started following other than you, so stalker of the year award goes to me, was Jenna Copper. Like I followed Jenna. I followed Ashley, my friend, Darren Nakakihara, who is on, he's big on YouTube. And then like from Instagram, I discovered that like, oh, there's, I don't know what the hell hole I was like living in (laughs) the rock I was under. Oh, there's like tons of teachers on YouTube too, <laughs> but barely any were in secondary. They were all elementary, Ooh. maybe middle school. Megan from Too Cool for Middle School, found her on Instagram, found her on YouTube. And then I just was like, well, this is awesome. I was also in a really weird place of my teaching career because that's when I was out of the high school classroom. I had just had my daughter. I knew that teaching drama and being good at it and being good at being a mom for two little ones, three and newborn were just not two things that were going to coexist for me and my personality in the way that I am. So I like had left the drama program and just whatever, you know, the politics of jobs and all of that stuff. I ended up doing like a two year gig where I was traveling around. This is when I was in the elementary schools. Um, so during that time, I was actually really miserable because that is not my happy place traveling mm-hmm. and going from classroom to classroom and seeing three classes of kids a day for only like a couple hours and not getting to know anybody. I was like, oh, this is making me miserable. <laughs> so <laughs> finding like social media, specifically Instagram and specifically YouTube, and then like just reaching out to people and like DMing them and doing things that I just never had thought of in the first place. And then being like, oh, I'm like joining communities. Like this is a thing. And finding friends that have like continued as actually now close friendships in my life uh, really gave me a lot of steam that I needed to keep going um, because I didn't know that I was going to come back to the high school classroom. Like it was, it was a weird spot. I was in a weird place. Um, Helped me remember why I loved teaching specifically and also why I love teaching English and why I love teaching high school. And I have been told, and this, I know I've talked about on the podcast and I know I've talked about on YouTube. I've been told so many times throughout my life up until today, like, wow, you're really extra. You're like a lot. And it took me honestly until like then to be able to come back with, I'm fine and it's okay if you feel like you're not enough, but don't put that on me. Like (laughs) that kind of a sentiment. So that, and mind you, this has nothing to do yet. Business was nary a thought in my sphere yet. But I started a YouTube channel and because it was like me and like two other teachers at the time that were high school. I gained a following really fast, especially when I went back into the classroom and I was setting up my classroom and I was talking about not just like cute stuff, but don't get me wrong. I totally like cute stuff, Um, but talking about the cute stuff for a purpose and like what curricular purpose it was going to set in my classroom. And that's when I started getting a lot of questions from people and answering all of the questions was going to be a full-time job. And so creating resources, whether those were videos, masterclasses, I did try TPT and realized, I mean, you and I have had this conversation. I am terrible at it because it's just not my cup of tea. PT, do you see what I did there? Um, It's just not my cup of tea. Like I am much more understandable if I'm talking, well, not in this moment, but generally speaking, like if I can create a video and like explain something to somebody and show them examples, but like with me there, I am much more... Uh, effective communicator in that way. And then, so that's kind of where like the caffeinated classroom really started to become more businessy. And I, and because it was social media, I started getting 
like brands, nothing huge, but like I would get some brand deals here and there and get sponsorships. And I realized though, that as I talked through, through vlogging, like my process, people were like, tell me more about that. Tell me more about that. Tell me more about that. So then I started like selling masterclasses about how I put together choice novel units, how I, Uh, incorporate listening and speaking into like the regular part of my curriculum, how I teach writing Um, because of the way I was talking about even just like day-to-day lessons. People were like, can you backtrack please? Yeah. And then finding you that then it actually became like a viable business thing. Yeah. Well, and I think I love sharing these stories because I, what I really want our listeners to hear and understand is a couple things. Like one, if you have no interest in going into business as a teacher, that's totally cool. Uh-huh. Um, what's, what's really cool about, I think the variety of things that are out there, whether it's being an active member of a YouTube community and supporting creators on social media, or whether it's purchasing courses or products or whatever it is, I think it's so incredible that we have and are in the midst of this movement of teachers taking back the reins of being the experts in teaching. And I think for so long, we've, for whatever imposter syndrome or whatever it might be, we've depended on textbook companies outside, quote, experts. And like, while there are lots of experts that have great research and are really, you know, knowledgeable in what they've written. Yeah. We've had a few of them on the podcast. Like, Mm -hmm. so we don't, we definitely see the value in somebody who has dedicated their time, their abilities, their energy, and their resources to that kind of research. But what Amanda's talking about is different. It's the idea that made us all feel stuck before we discovered whatever it is that we are doing either on the side or in place of, right? Sorry, I cut you off. I keep no, no, but you're, I think you're adding on to this idea that like, you know, we're not here to tell you like, you should go make a business. We're definitely going to encourage you to do that if that's what you feel led to. But if you're just participating, like, I want to say thank you because I I don't think you maybe realize how incredible it is that the teaching community is rewarding the work of other teachers. Like that is just- it's just so incredible in strengthening our community as a whole and valuing the expertise of teachers over, well, as much as we can over that of other, you know, Pearson and McGraw Hill. And these companies are like political machines. They are, there are a lot of things behind them that we don't know, but like when you buy from a teacher, for the most part, like you could do enough like research on their website or, you know, their social to get to know them and be part of their mm-hmm. journey. And like, you're just creating this incredible, I don't know this, this, I, I just think that it's a great way to like rejuvenate us as a field. Um, and if you are the kind of person, maybe you're like Marie and I, like, I don't know for teaching, teaching for me was always like really fulfilling until I got to the point where I felt like my community was not as all in, like I was probably a little bit too into what I was doing a little too obsessed with teaching, but I didn't want to keep volunteering for stuff. I didn't want to keep having to like present in another school PD where everyone takes my ideas and says, thanks. Bye. Like, and just pieces out. Like I still gave back to my community. All right. There's a time and place, right? There's a time and place because like, I'm still doing that kind of stuff. And I know you were too, and you're in the classroom, but then there's also like it, there is something so gratifying about having the community that we've built here with brave new teaching. Like even take our newest venture, right? Like you've got your own mud and ink teaching. I've got my own, the caffeinated classroom and together we've created brave new teaching. This community is so fulfilling in the way that it's like, yes, like we, you just find that like-minded, I mean, I'm not, I'm not finishing a single sentence, but you are, (laughs) you're finishing my thoughts and I'm going to keep going with what you've said. It's, it's, it's just incredible. I just don't know that people on the outside understand how meaningful it is to us and just how we see the future of teaching being led by teachers. Finally, um, boots on the ground, man, boots on the freaking right now, but teachers are going to solve it, right? We're who's going to solve the problems that we're in is, is teachers. I mean, we know that, right? Like that's, and I, and I just, I would encourage you if you're at a place in your career where you're thinking, you don't have to start a side hustle because you want to be a millionaire. You could start a side hustle or a side business or a side something because it's going to help you expand your 
your reach. It's going to help you lean into something that you really care about in teaching other than paying for your own second master's degree that you have to go, <laughs> you know, yeah, like you know, yeah. ways to develop yourself. And I was surprised to find that building a business was such an interesting way to use my brain differently than I do yep. in the classroom. It was really exciting to have something to think about other than teaching. I loved learning about how to build a business, learning how to use social media and how to do all of those things in order to make teaching a better and happier place because of what I can share. I mean, that's like, that's just, I don't know. That's pretty incredible. That's pretty. Yeah. Well, and like what you were saying about reach, being able to help. And being able to positively impact other teachers means we are positively impacting that many more kids, right? Like it's so exponential. And that for me has been the draw to keep on going. And I enjoy it. And yeah, it's nice to make other money too. Like it's yeah. okay to talk about that. A hundred percent. Like, but this, like, but okay. like I think, I'm thinking about like your hustle comment too. Right. I feel like, there's, you know, there's this idea that like a side hustle has to be in order to make X number of dollars. Yeah. Listen, friends, if you're thinking right? about taking on a project of starting a business, let's just go ahead and know that like, we're not going to be millionaires. No. 99.9% of us, which it's just not going to happen. And if you really want that to happen, I'm going to go and say education isn't the place. But there are lots of other reasons yes. to be doing a side hustle, right? Like maybe it's not making millions, but it could be growing your own professional expertise. Maybe you want to be presenting at PD. Maybe you want to write a book, um, growing an audience and learning how to talk to people about what you're good at. Um, I've started coaching this year. I've loved one-on-one coaching teachers. I mean, and I can't believe that I've been coaching. I- I've seen schools from South Carolina to Ontario to California, Ed TPA. I mean, I've seen so many cool things. I never thought about that when I was in my early years of teaching. I never thought I'd be on a podcast. Like, I know, it's just, right? It's just like for your life, you know, as your life evolves, it's really nice to have options to stay in the classroom, but still fulfill some of those other parts of you. I, I think I, I just want to admit this too out loud to everyone here before I think we're going to move on in a little bit. But I don't think I realized how competitive I was <laughs> until I got kind of into my like six, seven, eight years of teaching. And I was like, okay, but like, I am kicking ass right now. And there's no reward. I'm leading this. I'm, you know, taking on this. I'm going off to learn this on my own. And like, I'm fulfilled and I'm proud of myself, but I'm also like, but where's the reward? Where's the compensation? And I always kind of was stuck under that teacher must sacrifice any desire to ever have wealth because you are doing this all for the children. And I got, as, as I got older, I was like, yes, but like, why can't I have both? Like, why can't I be drowning in dollars and be doing it for the children? I mean, I'm exaggerating obviously, but drowning in dollars, (laughs) just can't even get, cannot get to the surface too many dollars. But, you know, but, but like, but also seriously, like, but also, well, I mean, because you look at like, why should a teaching career be so different from that of a person who's in corporate America? Right. I, and I hear myself. So like, yes, obvious reasons we're working with other people's babies. Absolutely. But also we go to a lot of freaking school. <laughs> like, like th- this we are in a capitalist society. Let's just call it what it is. So let's stop pretending that it's not about making money and yes, surviving and yes, getting ahead. But like, that's kind of the American way is like, keep on pursuing that dream. And, and I think our knowledge base is so nuanced. You know, yes. what we, I'm in, I'm in this amazing group of women. It's called a mastermind and we meet every week. And I love hearing from teachers that are not in the high school classroom about what their area of expertise is. And just like hearing the way a second grade teacher would deal with this kind of meltdown or this kind of IEP. And just like the, the way that we've educated ourselves through school and experience is so incredible. Mm-hmm. And, it's just, and I think we need to attach value to that other than, wow, you're incredible. And like put money there. Um, It's not going to happen in the system, but I think that's, 
you know, why? Well, and this is, I mean, this is what's happened. Like I'm teaching one of my classes right now about resistance. Resistance is always going to be in reaction to something, some either oppression or wall that you've like hit up against. So we're working our way around the wall. Well, hello, brave new teachers. Pardon the interruption. I wanted to invite you all to a pretty cool opportunity. Some of you have already had this, and some of you have just heard us talk about it quite a bit. Amanda and I have a masterclass that is all about uh, designing and delivering formative assessments to students in ways that are really useful and purposeful and extremely equitable and inclusive in our classrooms. And so I wanted to make sure that you all have the opportunity to join us. It is our masterclass called Down With The Reading Quiz, Formative Assessments for a New Generation. And it is something that we put together, gosh, almost a year and a half ago, where we go through three different types of formative assessments that we use in our own classrooms that provide quite a bit of equitable and inclusive feedback for us and for our students about what students are actually really learning. We show you how to design and create and then implement and grade formative assessments that deal with students actually synthesizing information instead of regurgitating what they think you think they should know, but actually showing what they can synthesize. It also has different strategies for assessing analytical skills. And then another strategy or two for assessing student writing skills in a formative way. And all the while, also assessing student understanding comprehension, whether that's reading or just understanding of a lesson. We give three different strategies for formative assessments. We absolutely love it. We have had hundreds of teachers come through this masterclass and say it is changing the way that they uh, approach assessment, formative assessment anyways, in their classrooms. And so we wanted to make sure that you knew about it. Uh, If you would like to register for free and actually watch it immediately, you can head to bravenewteaching.com slash masterclass or the show notes for this episode. Cannot wait to see you all there. Again, that is bravenewteaching.com slash masterclass. Join us for Down With The Reading Quiz and see the results in your classroom. Really change it all for the better. It is a true game changer. All right, back to the show. Shall we start talking about some? Okay. And again, friends listening, this is by no means our comprehensive list but you gotta like stop somewhere. So we've got a few friends who you have heard us talk about before who have been on the podcast. We have been on their different channels, et cetera. And they've got some pretty kick-ass businesses. And then we have a few others that you might not have heard of that we're excited to also shed some light on. And then we'll have 10 more, total 20 on our show notes. We got a lot. It's a it's a lot, but let's shout out our, our let's shout out some of our close podcast friends. These are people that we've either interviewed um, and or and or been on their shows as well or in their sphere. <laughs> hmm. You go ahead. You start. Okay, I'll, okay, yeah. I'll start. So the first big shout out hug I want to give is to Betsy Potash. You guys have definitely heard her on our podcast. I think twice at least, and then a couple other times on uh, on Instagram too. Betsy uh, is her business is called Spark Creativity. She has a podcast. She has a Facebook community that's called Creative High School. And I think she's like crushing like twenty one thousand members in that Facebook. Group. No, it's insane. And she's like maintaining it and and so gracefully yes. and it and and everybody that's a part of that community gets something out of it yes yeah it is daily a place where i am listening to talking to and enjoying time with teachers it's a very enjoyable place to be so she's there she's also running her tpt store um she's just doing a lot of very cool things she hosts i think it's twice a year she does have some camps and um mm-hmm. courses that she does once in a while so if you're not already following betsy definitely definitely make sure that you are because she's also one of the kindest most inclusive and thoughtful people i've ever met i mean she just she really would do anything for anyone and she's also living with her family in Bratislava right now. They moved from um, the States over there uh, last year. And it's been very cool to watch her do this journey with her family. It's been no, really cool. It's, it's really cool. And like her passion for education just shines through everything. Yeah, she's yeah the best. Um, I don't know if you guys remember, but earlier this season, Amanda and I fangirled like you wouldn't believe <laughs> when we were on the Cult of Pedagogy <laughs> podcast with Jennifer Gonzalez. Like we like lost our ever loving minds. Mm-hmm. 
because not only do we both listen to the podcast Cult of Pedagogy regularly, but also like Jen Gonzalez is a freaking rock star. Her skills at research and synthesis in our field of education, like I, I mean, you hear me just jumble over my words all the time and she just, she'll take something that's really, really big, research the poo out of it and then like cram it down to something that's so wonderfully distilled and so direct and easy to understand. And I just think that she's so cool. She's so cool. And she's so down to earth. I actually, I think I've told you before I have met John Gonzalez. I know. You told me that. <laughs> I think like Beth, like Betsy and these other people that we're going to talk about, um, we, we vouch for them as humans, you know, like, yes. like I said earlier, I don't know the corporate people behind other, you know, a lot of other companies, but I know Jen, I know Betsy and I love spending money on their stuff. It makes me really happy. And Jen's got a lot for free too. Both of these people. I mean, no one's here without that. Um, So I think the next on the list has to be the, the reason that Marie and I met was Uh the whole team of keeping the wonder, um, keeping the wonder workshop team. I mean, these ladies have, built their own individual brands. Their yeah, own this is a, this is a four in one deal that we have it's, here. We're kind of cheating. <laughs> we are, we are definitely cheating. We, we talk about them as a group because that's how we met. Um, but each of these incredible women has their own claim to fame. Uh, but Ashley Bible, Jenna Copper, Stacy, oh my gosh, why do I always Lamb. Lamb and Abby Gross. These are wonderful places, people to follow individually as a group. The keeping the wonder book is incredible. I'm dying to hear if Ashley's going to launch another workshop, another destination. I hope so. I do too. I know it's a lot of work for her and I know it's, it's well, and in, in COVID climate too, I think it's harder and harder to do stuff like that. But yeah, the, the team at keeping the wonder, each of their individual channels, like Amanda was saying is phenomenal. And you can see if you follow each of them individually, then what they bring to the table to bring it all together. Um, Cause they do have like different TPT stores among them, different blogs among them. But then when they come together, they take all of their expertise and they create these great, just like philosophy feeding workshops and their book. And we don't have enough wonderful things to say about them. You will link, we'll link our episode where we actually interviewed the four. It's a six person interview. I don't know how we pulled it off, but we should definitely link um, their book. We're also going to be talking to you guys soon about our teacher appreciation giveaway. And we are going to be giving away a copy of their book. So stay tuned for teacher appreciation week for more on that. Absolutely. Okay. Number four, we said this was going to be our quick go through, but we're, we're this just, is quick. This is quick. we're in love with our friends. What can we say? Uh, we have Caitlin and Jessica from EB Academics. And their podcast, their book, their membership, their the things that they produce and provide to teachers, Caitlin and Jessica, are so pointed and exactly there for specifically English language arts teachers, mostly middle grades. And it's it, it's just so good. They're so thoughtful and everything that they do is very thorough and pointed. It's almost like it's like they're reading your mind. Like they just know what you're going to need because they're that good at what they do. Yeah. We've, we have a lot, I think we've a lot of, a lot of overlap. A lot of you mm-hmm. guys are in their membership um, and then listening to us. And I think it's been really cool to have that balance because they are like, like Marie said, very focused on middle school. Like that's their area, their zone of genius. Yep. Um, and that's not our zone of genius. whatsoever. Nope. <laughs> And I think a lot of you guys are finding value in marrying a lot of the things that we're saying together into your whatever bridge side of the bridge you're on. And that's, that's pretty powerful. We really are so, so excited about that. Okay. And fifth is Monica Genta, whose episode, I know Monica, I follow Monica on Instagram and on TikTok. Funny. She kills me, like just slays me. But her podcast, we were on, we recorded it a while ago, but we, uh, the episode actually aired pretty recently and listening back to it, I was like, oh my gosh, we are so having fun with Monica. She's one of those people who like her podcast produces an air of fun and like she's your just like best friend or teacher down the hall with like the most transparent, hard hitting, like this is what it is. And I like strive for that. This teacher life, I think. Is oh, I should have said that. Sorry. Yes, yeah. it's called this, this teacher, teacher life. Yes, this teacher life. And she is. Now, she's so listening to what her audience needs. And yeah. this has been a great year of 
fun. She's also a speaker. I know Monica has spoken at a lot of virtual conferences. She goes in person. She's done a TED talk um, or two. She's just really like a motivational speaker. She cares deeply about education and Mm -hmm. issues around equity. And she is just like a cheerleader who also is a bomb teacher. (laughs) Yeah. And like finger on the pulse gets it. Yeah, she's the best. Okay. So those are our, our top five for Sherzies. Those, yes, and that we've worked with, we've partnered with. We have five more that we want to highlight, and then we will have at least 10 more. If not, if not, we might go over 20 on this one. Uh on the show notes. So if you want to like link up with any of these amazing teachers, make sure that you head to our show notes. Uh, do you want to take it away with our next one? Sure. So I want to introduce you all. If you are listening to this episode and thinking like, maybe I do want to step into this TPT world or see what it's all about. Like, I really love creating resources for teachers. Like I just, if you got the bug, the place to start is with Erin Waters. Her Facebook group is called School of Sellers. She has a couple of courses that are really great for beginners. She has stuff for people who've been around the block for a little while too. Um, but I've referred a lot of people to her um, who are just getting started in this world and just exploring what's possible. And is this for me? Start with her Facebook group. And then as you're in there for a little bit, you might think about you know taking her course. Uh, but Erin, I've, I've been lucky enough to be on her podcast and she's good people. She was a second grade teacher for a long time. Um, and she's been very, very financially successful in her TPT journey. And she's a great person to learn from her specialty, I would say is systems. So she's very good at teaching teachers how to do things systematically so that you save time and so that you can be a teacher and a teacherpreneur at the same time. She makes that very doable for people. So definitely recommend Erin Waters School of Sellers. Okay. And next we have someone who I idolize and fangirl like you wouldn't believe, Jen Jones from Hello Literacy. Jen, I believe, started as a TPT seller. I know she has a huge TPT store, that, at which I think is phenomenal and like awe-inspiring. The thing that makes me look at Jen as like a, wow, you are, you are a ridiculously amazing business owner is that she takes her, talk about zone of genius, her expertise, which is in reading. She's a reading specialist and literacy and early literacy. And she translates that so easily into teacher PD that is, she's got like these video trainings. She runs like big PD with like maybe a whole department, maybe a team. She does stuff that's in person. She does stuff that's online, but she also has a lot of the like trainings that she's run recorded as masterclasses, which I just... It's so cool because you can see her really work through. It's different from the things that like even I have done where it's just me talking to my camera. Instead, it's it's her training somebody else. And there's an energy that comes with that. There's a, a motivation. There are the questions that get asked. And those are then classes that teachers can take, whether their school pays for or like if they do it themselves. And I think that that is such a genuine and honest way to take your expertise and to, she's no longer in the classroom, but you could still see that idea of like, she does not forget what it's like to be a teacher in a classroom and be boots on the ground. She's right there. She's with them. And I've seen a bunch. I don't even teach elementary. I don't even teach close to elementary, but like the things that she has in her trainings and her videos are so easy to translate to the upper grades. At least that's how I see it. And I just think that like her business model is so good at listening to what teachers need and listening to what schools are lacking and therefore filling those gaps. She's a rock star. And I I have also met Jen Jones and she is just as amazing in person as she is on YouTube and all of her videos. Good people loves kids and loves teachers. Um, It's just so, I mean, radiates out of her. Um, I, I'm going to share another 
business that's a little bit self-promoting, but <laughs> only only very, very, very little bit. If you're not familiar with the website teachwriting.org, this is an incredible website full of writing resources for teachers, grades. I think I think we go down as far as elementary all the way through high school. So teachwriting.org is a collaborative blog between us several different teachers. And I was not part of this group from the beginning. This group of teachers is I can't even tell you the current the current list is different from how it began. So I'll I'll send you guys to their individual contributions, but the website's incredible. And there are years of blog posts in here about all things writing. And I think what's really cool about this business is that the website itself is not the business. Uh, The contributors write articles and write about their own experiences in writing. And once in a while, we'll share a a product or a resource. Um, But what Teach Writing does, it's so cool, as I think if you're thinking about what can I do to expand my opportunity to professionally grow myself, starting a blog or being part of a collaborative blog and writing about what you know is a really cool way to start exploring what your next steps might be. The more you write, the more you find out what you actually are passionate about. It took me a long time to find I, you know, for a long time I was like an English teacher. And then you start thinking like, Oh my gosh, like that's so many things like, and so writing a blog and being or being part of that, you know, grabbing a couple people and saying, like, let's start a blog together is a really cool first step that doesn't cost you very much. Um, It doesn't need to be something that's for financial gain, it could just be about putting your expertise into the world. And I think teach writing is a cool place for you to look at how that's done. We use Squarespace is the web provider that we use on Squarespace or on teach writing. Mm. And I've only been with them, I think for the past six months, I'm new to the crew. So it's a it's pretty incredible this this idea of and you also like take turns, right? It's like you don't have to post every week you post when it's your turn. So I love that. And I like too, like you're saying about the sharing expertise so that it's like, yeah. And if you want to dip your toe into something like this, whether it's business related or you just want to see like what it's all about, that is a great way. Collaboratively is a great way to, to like get it started. And eventually it could turn into something, right? Like that's kind of like Marie and I, we started just recording episodes and then we listened to what people wanted and needed. And then we built our side of the business out of what our audience needed. Right. So like, that's something to consider as well. Yeah, we I mean, we kind of like strong armed ourselves into actually becoming a business because we didn't really think about that from the get go. Like, no, no, we just and then it just happened. Another teacher business that we both are big fans of and that I know is in a bit of transition right now. Sarah Force, the designer teacher is her moniker on Instagram. And that's I believe her TPT store is called mm, the designer so. teacher. Very successful TPT store. She has, though, a different business called Teacher Care Crate that um, you could tell just started as a passion project. In fact, I know started as a passion project because I followed her all the way through starting it and everything. And it's a monthly subscription box that she goes and curates all the different pieces of. And there's a different theme every month. And it is very centered on the teacher as a whole person, not just the personal life, not just the classroom life, but that like idea that we as educators, we really do take our work home with us and we take our home to work. And there's a blurring of the lines um, in, in all the ways that are appropriate and fine and good and make us part of our communities and part of just teaching as part of our lives. Right. And so I love this business for all the things we've been talking about for wanting to enrich the lives of educators and wanting to bridge that gap between work and home and find that balance. And it's all about self-care, which is so, you know, in right now. Ellen, Sarah is so thoughtful about everything that she does. So everything that goes into something like the teacher care crate is very well thought out and purposeful. And it's very cool. And again, run by a human that we know, follow, adore, respect, and look up to. And talk to. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Like, yes. Real person. Real person. Okay, I have to throw one more in here before we leave. Um, because I think there are a lot of teachers who follow us that don't know about this and would really benefit from these resources. So there is an incredible membership site called Teach argument. If you don't know Mark, Mark is the owner behind Teach Argument. I remember looking at Teach Argument resources back when I was at my first school. And what Mark has done has he has cornered the market on pop 
culture, rhetorical analysis. Yep. He has on his YouTube channel, um, very, very recent and ones from, you know, back in the day, because I think he just keeps things there. Um, but he will do voiceover rhetorical analyses of commercials, music videos, um, really, really smart things. And they're wonderful resources to share with students. He has more though than what's just on YouTube on teach argument on his website, you can, I I think I have the $50 membership. It's a yearly, like that's it. $50 for the whole year for access to every single lesson that he puts out on like a pop culture um, analysis or argument. Um, And it's, it's, it's incredible. I was just looking the other day. He already has stuff out there about the Chris Rock slap. Like it's just, it's just amazing. Chris Rock, Will Smith, they're both there. Um, He's got really current, types of things for students to dig their teeth into, which we know is one of those keys to engagement is being very on top of what's happening right now. And And it's so hard to do that when you're in the moment. So to have a resource like him is phenomenal. And there are other levels of membership and he's got other online courses and a a lot of stuff. um, And just really, really impressive. I don't see a lot of his marketing in the spaces where Marie and I occupy. So I want to make sure that I push out his stuff to this audience, because I really think you guys would enjoy that and exploring it maybe over the summer and see what he's got for your classroom. And friends, we have 10 plus more businesses that we want to shine light on for you. So please make sure that you head over to the show notes and you can also, while you're there, just kind of dig around and see our last couple of lists of 20 that we had from our last couple of episodes. Next week, we are coming at you with more teachers that we want to highlight, but we're going to be talking about social media, specifically teacher TikTok and teacher quit talk. And then just some of the teachers that we love to follow for various reasons on different social media platforms. So we are excited to keep highlighting other educators that are out there and putting themselves out there for the purpose of serving others, of entertaining, of informing and educating, et cetera, et cetera. This has been a long one. So we want to say thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. Make sure that you are following us on Instagram or head to Brave New Teaching also to make sure that you are subscribed to our newsletter so that you don't miss out on our teacher appreciation sale and giveaway that's going to be running very, very soon. And happy Teacher Appreciation Week to everybody listening this week. And happy Teacher Appreciation Week. It is coming. If you're listening the day that this comes out, Teacher Appreciation Week is next week and we appreciate you. And so with that, we are going to stop taking up your time. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks again for listening to Brave New Teaching. We'd love to keep the conversation going over on Instagram. And while you're there, check out the links in our bio for the most up-to-date events going on in the Brave New Teaching community. Thanks for being here and have a great week at school.